Yeah, you look darker. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line, and um, we'll get to your questions and comments. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How y'all? Good. Amazing. Um, so, what I normally do, I'm going to do something a little different today. My bodyguard is back. And he's married. That's his wife. How is married? Oh, how is married life? It's awesome. It's awesome. You yes. like it? Yes. It's still new, right? Uh, yes. Oh, amazing. What do you like about it? Um, I like her family a lot, but not her. <laughs> yeah, I like her. I like her, I like her family. And, um, I just like um, there's like always someone, you know. Like I'm always with her. It's fine. I'm, I'm you're always with her. Yes. What does that mean? As in, I'm always always with her. You when you go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> oh. No, like uh, I don't go to work for eight hours a day. Is what I'm saying. And oh. That's what I'm saying. But you're going to get tired of her if you're with her all the time. It's going to wear down. You're going to be like, ah. We'll see. And she'll be like, you don't love me. You used to carry me with you all the time. And you're like, I'm tired of it now. I doubt it. Okay. Mark went from proud, bo- Mark went from proud boys to married. There is a guy. Yeah. If you think you're going to never, ever, ever get married and you're totally convinced a thousand, billion, zillion percent, yeah. you could be married in like a couple months. Just so, you, <laughs> just so you know. That's amazing. Well, congratulations to both of you. Thank you. You like being, How do you like marriage life? Um, it's exceeding expectations, I would say. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> We you the romance we're off. <laughs> the new part. We'll see. That's where the rebel meet the road. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you like him? I do. Yeah? I more than like him. Did you know he was my bodyguard at one time? I did. But then you took him away from me. <laughs> and my body was left at risk. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he's back. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And what else? Somebody else got married. Caesar got married. Did you know about that? Amazing. Thank you. How do you like it, Caesar? It's great. Yeah? Yeah. Good, man. It's just that, what was you, that missing link. It was a missing link? Yeah. Absolutely. You feel whole now? Completely whole. Right I mean, on. yeah. It's just a different connection now with my wife and my children. Yeah. Yeah. And they were so happy you got married. Super stoked, yeah. It was amazing. Well, it congratulations, was. man. Thank you, sir. That's amazing. Definitely. All right. Anybody else got married? Divorce? <laughs> oh, I have one last thing. Oh, I have to wait. Oh. Uh. <laughs> you can tell us about him. <laughs> so I ran into Joel yesterday morning. And he was like, you know what day this is? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not your birthday. <laughs> he was like, it's my anniversary. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean anniversary? 
We've been together for a year today. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary, boo. <laughs> I've called you boo so much, I forgot your name. Grace, yeah. So you guys just call each other boo and boo, and bear boo? Bear boo. Oh, let me get the mic. So how was the anniversary celebration last night? It was nice. I didn't expect it, but it was... You didn't expect it? Because he's black? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't think about it. So. Oh, you didn't? No. So you didn't wake up realizing this is my one-year anniversary? No. Me either. I would not have either. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was nice, actually. Yeah. yeah. You told me you had fun. Well, good. Congratulations. Thank so you. what is it like after a year being with him? Um, I, I know you tried to kill him by getting him to jump out of a plane. That didn't yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> I told him the other day that I feel like I, I, I realized after the year that I still don't know him. Like I, it's, I, I don't feel anything. Like I just feel. You don't know him? Yeah, I still don't know him. Who do you want to know? Like I feel like I, I think after a year you think oh I you should know someone but there's just now, so much the time, to discover. Men are so weak. By the time the years up, the woman know everything about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and now it's over. Yeah, he was saying that it should be that way. Yeah, we sh- I shouldn't like know certain things and like. Is but, there anything you want to know? I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> no. All right. Call me up if you want to know. Okay. Well, well congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. You black. Joe, you, know, you have fun last night? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun? Uh-huh. Well, so when does that I don't know if I said anniversary, though. <laughs> what did you say? Anniversary in What did you call it? No, I just said it's been a year. And, a then, year. and then we were laughing because you said, uh, I'm like, a year what? I just thought that word is just so. Oh, you didn't like he didn't like the word anniversary. He's like, oh, that sounds so gay <laughs> or something, right? Right. Amazing. But what it is funny. like dating one girl for a year? I'm, it's definitely not long enough. Ooh, <laughs> amazing! Yeah. That's nice. I, I understand why you say you know a certain amount of time, because you know when there's no mess, you know. You, it takes a time. It takes a long time to get to know somebody. Yeah, it'll work out when you do it right. Right. That's amazing. Well, I wish you another year. Better you than me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> anybody want any questions or comments about anything? Yes, sir. Right here. Hey, Jesse. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so my question is, um, we're, we're talking about marriage this morning, and look, it's like this. So. I'm going to get get to the question, but let me tell you something real quick to kind of set it up. When I was a little kid, uh, every year in the wintertime, in December, my parents would take me off to this place that was like a parking lot with a fence around it. We would buy a tree that had been cut down from some little tree-growing grove. Well, for Thanksgiving, I mean for... For Christmas. For Christmas, okay. We'd bring the tree home into our house and stand it up in the living room, and then we'd hang colored lights on it and little fragile globes and decorations and it was cool right but i didn't know why we did that it was for santa claus right you believe in santa i did at the time you don't know no you don't believe in santa (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you got issues. <laughs> yeah. So that means you don't get any Christmas gifts from Santa, right? Right. Amazing. Yeah. And so what's your question for me? Okay, so in the same way, it's like in, at, at Easter time, we'd hide colored eggs all around the yard, and the kids would get all dressed up by their parents, and the boys would wear suits, and the girls would wear colored dresses, and we'd go hunt for the eggs right. that were put there by a magical bunny. And I didn't know why we did that. Right. But these are like real old traditions that got handed down and handed down and handed down. And I didn't know why we did it, but it was great and everybody loved it. Right. But it was just a tradition that nobody seemed to really understand. We just kept doing it every year. And now we have this thing where um, when two people come of age and they want to start a family, we stand them up with a priest and stand them in front of their families and we ask them to enter into this contract until death do you part. And we make vows before God that, honestly, it seems to me that most people don't even understand what that means. Right. They, don't, they don't know God. And they're just talking about something they don't understand, but it's a tradition that's been handed down and handed down. And it's great, but it doesn't really make any sense. And so my question is this. like You've, you've said a lot of times, and I've heard you say, it's like... Um, that God said that it's God and Christ, Christ and man, man over woman, woman over children. Right. And you say God said that, right? Um, so I was raised in church where, I mean, I was force-fed the Bible since I was a kid to yeah. where I got sick of it when I was like 20 years old. I, I quit that because I had enough. But yeah. I got a lot of it, and I don't remember the part of the Bible even or anywhere where God said that. So where does that come from? In, in Genesis, when uh, God created Eve and he married them, that's where their orders start. That's where it come from. He married them? Yes. I don't remember the part where he marries them. Read Genesis. Have you ever read Genesis? Yeah. Read Genesis. It's all in there. Read with open eyes. Maybe now you will see it. Um, you don't want to get married? I've already been married. Oh, no wonder. Yeah. And what happened? Um, well, I... Like you said to him, uh, after the romance wore off, I found out that I'm stuck with her. You what? I was stuck with her. And? And, uh, and I was a beta male. Oh, okay. I didn't know what I was doing. Well, I was these weak. guys that are getting married here, they have done it. They're doing it the right way. Oh, that's good. You know, they're working on their lives. They're returning to the father. Yeah. So when they get married and start having children, they're going to have, uh, they're going to create a new generation because they're doing it the right way. Yeah. And the promises that are made during the marriage ceremony is a promise to God that you will do this. You will be his son, his daughter. You, you will do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so you have a better chance then knowing what you're getting into. When you're in a fallen state, you don't see what you're getting into. So do you believe in Santa Claus? Yep. <laughs> I always clean the chimney at my house. And I leave it wide open so Santa can come down. Uh -huh. And I go to bed around... 10 o'clock, so I can make sure I'm not up when he comes. <laughs> you don't believe in Santa Claus? Come on, man. Boring. <laughs> and you believe in the Easter Bunny? Absolutely. I love hiding and finding eggs. Uh-huh. It's the fun of life. Uh-huh. And? <laughs> and you don't. No, no wonder your wife left you. I know. Boring. <laughs> and, and you believe in the Genesis Garden of Eden story? 100%. You don't? No. Oh. Do you believe there's a God? Um, not the one in the Garden of Eden story any more than the Santa Claus story. Which one you believe in? The real one. Well, where's that? 
What? What is the real one? The, the real one. Mm-hmm. Who is the, which one is the real one? Um, the, the real God. That's the one I believe in. And what is the real God? The real God's the one that creates everything and is inside everything and is causing everything to happen and it's inside of me and you. And what does he look like? This. What do you mean? Like this. Like what we're in right now, everything we see and everything we don't see, that's what God looks like. Oh, okay. It's all of this. Amazing. So it's my voice speaking to you, and it's your voice hearing my voice, and that's God. Like all of this is God's creation, and it's his manifestation. It's like uh. this is it, and, and much more. But the best we can see of God is all we can see, and especially when we look inside and know ourselves, like that's the most we can know about God because God's inside of us. Okay. That's, that's, my, that's my perception of well, it. Well, thanks anyway. for sharing that. Yeah. Okay. So, so... You didn't ask your question yet? <laughs> so the question is sort of like this thing that you're telling us about God and Christ, Christ and man, men over women, women over children. Right. It, and the Garden of Eden story and Adam and Eve. Is that just like believing in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny? I mean, if you want to put it that way, you can. It's up to the individual. You can either believe it or not. And um, you need to know for yourself. And if you don't see it for yourself, I should not convince you. Because if I convince you, then you still don't know for yourself. Yeah. So if you believe it's a pie in the sky kind of thing, hold on to that until you suffer. (laughs) (laughs) Because you will suffer. And I have. Yeah. Yeah. And you ain't done yet. All right. But just hold on to it until you can see it for yourself. And then I'll see that it's real. Once you see it for yourself, you have no doubt. Are you serious about the Santa Claus thing? Come on. I am all the way for Santa. <laughs> Come on. Santa is my friend. <laughs> hmm. So you must have a mighty boring life. You don't believe in Genesis, what Genesis has to say about God. You don't believe in hiding eggs. You don't believe in Santa. What do you do with your life? <laughs> my life is amazing, man. Amazing. My life is exciting and like non-stop incredible oh yeah man <laughs> yeah i mean well, don't, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, hold on to what you have then if it's working for you yeah i mean right. i'm here <laughs> here with you <laughs> right on <laughs> all right i'm glad you're here all right cool thanks for the answer all right buddy i um <clears throat> there was a guy that was here last sunday and he uh a bible topic kind of guy you guys remember him right and so um, he put that last Sunday video up and said something like, uh, let's see, that he destroyed me. I'm like, what an evil person. How do you go to a church with the intent to destroy and call yourself a Christian? So you think he destroyed me by quoting all the Bible and, the Bible and acting out of control. That's an evil person. You don't go to church to destroy. You go to church to edify, to correct, and to help build up. What an evil person, huh? Amazing. But that's life. It really is. So any questions for me? No? Okay. My biblical question last week was, and I got to ask Boo first. This is her anniversary. (laughs) 
What is the American dream? My American dream? Um, so my American dream, I used to have like an American dream when I was growing up. I used to think like, a little loud so they can I used to well. think that like just owning the perfect house and like just having a family and having my career set. I thought that was my the American dream for me. Yeah. And um, I still do somehow want that. But I'm realizing now that it's not as intense as it was before. Like before it would be, it was like a challenge. It was a goal. It was, I feel like I was willing to do a lot for it and give up a lot of like, in general, as far as like my, what I had to do to, in order to get it, to yeah. obtain it. But now, um, although I do still want some of those things, it's not as important and it's, I can take it or leave it. So... So you still want what kind of things? It was like perfect house, um, the family, the career, and all of that. And you can take it or leave it? Yes. It's not that important? It's not. Oh. Did you hear what his American dream was? Yeah. <laughs> you heard it? I heard it, yeah. Well, you, not what, you guys are not on what accord here. His, his, what did you say your American dream was? Big boo. Oh, boo-boo bear. Follow the Lord. Oh. Get married, have some kids. Ooh. Get rich. Maybe on a gun. Maybe what? Maybe on a gun. Maybe on a gun? Maybe. You the, should own a gun. The Lord. <laughs> Not maybe with the gun. <laughs> it's God and gun. <laughs> because you got to protect your family. Right. The Lord is my gun. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. What is your American dream for you? Amazing. This is your first time here? Yes, sir. Uh, welcome. What's your name? Um, I'm Minister uh, J.L. Rubin. Well, welcome, man. Any questions for me? No. Okay. Hey, you had your hand. What's your American dream? So I, I really, I, I, was, I was born overseas, and I didn't come to the States except on an irregular basis. And um, I always saw that. Well, are you legal? Huh? Should you be here? Yeah, I got a passport. Got it all. I did it all. Did it all the right way. Are you an American citizen? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Naturalized. How about to say? Got, got, got some stories behind it. Actually, was a Cuban refugee for a while. But the interesting thing is that um, I saw America not as any of these things the folks are talking about, but it was more like an idea. Um, when I came here. It's funny, I get choked up talking about it. Um, pardon me. It was, it was always an amazing place where, for example, uh, we would come from countries where uh, dictators would take over, where my parents and my father especially found ways to uh, keep us out of physical trouble in spite of soldiers and guns and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I didn't expect to get all <laughs> emotional about it. Pardon me. Will we come back to you? No, no let, me, let me push through this. So, oh, okay. so the issue was that it was a country where laws mattered, where people had 
the right to their property where it couldn't be taken away without what I now call due process. <clears throat> I didn't think of it that way at the time, uh, where I felt safe and I felt that there were folks that were that were uh, had integrity and were sensible, not that they were screaming at each other on TV and, right. and had big political rallies and that sort of thing. That's changed a lot, but the basic basics are still there. Yeah. And when you talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, yeah, you can live your life. You can li- live it with liberty, and you can pursue what you think of as happiness. Now, uh, I was also raised Catholic, so church was important, and I was able to, you know, we were able to practice being a Catholic without any fear of uh, all kinds of religious reprisals and things like that. And then, um, and, and it, it, it just seemed like a sensible place where people pursued sensible objectives and they had, they had integrity and reasonableness. And uh, I could, you could see that the moment you landed. Yeah. People were nice. You could drink the water. <laughs> I've, I've had friends that are from overseas. One of the funniest things I noticed, it's an odd thing, but uh, folks that I meet, I said, what is it the one thing you noticed when you came to the States? And they go, you could drink the milk. <laughs> it wasn't, it was, you know, so those are the kind of qualities where, that I really appreciated. Amazing. I didn't expect all that emotion all of a sudden to come out. That was out of nowhere. But anyway. Right on, man. I've been knowing you a long time. I never knew that about you. I'm the onion, baby. Just I keep didn't peeling know the you back. I illegal alien. And I didn't know you felt that way about America. I knew you love America, but yeah. I didn't know that. Well, it has a lot it's to do amazing. with my father, too. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he always uh, thought this was, and he wasn't born here. In spite of the last name, a um, bunch of, you know, I, the, the Irish can grow potatoes anywhere, and they did. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yeah. Amazing, man. Hermes, what is the American dream for you? I forgot what you said. Um, you know, I think it's pretty much what everybody else said. A nice house, family, freedom, and money. <laughs> Black people always want money, huh? <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. They think white people got all the money. Um, let me, uh, right here, and then here, and then over there, all right? Okay. Yeah, I think kind of playing off that it's, it's, it's often thought of as these materialistic things. Right. But... As the founding fathers intended it, it's again an idea. Um, it's the freedom to succeed. It's the freedom to fail. It's the freedom to execute your free will. Yeah, amazing. Simple as that. Are we losing that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right here. Um, I I agree one hundred percent with what you said. It's about you know, and I I too I lived out of the country for a long time and just. Are you ill either, too? No, I was born oh. here, uh, but I... I need to see you birth certificate. <laughs> I got my passport. Uh, uh, yeah, that I just... I, I, like you said, it's the laws. People here follow laws. In other countries, they, they don't. In, right. in other countries, they take your property. They take, you know, half of your income is, is taxed uh, because of the social... Um, well, you know, the social uh, socialism. So, um, that's it. Well, maybe Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, those people should go over there and run for president. I, absolutely, 100%. They already have what they want. Yeah, they should go to Venezuela. It's a great, yeah, great country amazing. for them. I'm going to write them a note. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. Um, I, used to think the, oh, I used to think the American dream was, you know, get a house, get rich or die trying. But now I just believe it's uh, one nation under God. Oh, okay. Amazing. Right, right here. Yeah. And then in the back. 
to me, the American dream is having the freedom of choice. You can do what you want. It's just a, you can make the right choice or you can make the, the good choice. All right. You know? Amazing. With the hat. Yeah, to me, um, the American dream is simply to have as much fun as possible before you die. Oh, man. <laughs> That's All it. the pot you can get, huh? <laughs> it's in America, um, other than unlike other countries, I feel like you have the most opportunity to have, you know, whatever fun you want to have. Whereas in other countries, they kind of prevent you from doing what you want. Yeah. So, Had you thought about this question before I asked? Um, you asked it last Sunday, so yeah, I thought about it a little yeah. bit. Had you thought about it prior to... Last Sunday? Um, no. Oh, okay. And why not? I'm not sure. I don't think I remember being asked that question. Oh, okay. Amazing. Uh, right there in the brown jacket. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, liberty of spirit and of mind. What? Liberty of spirit and of mind. Oh, okay. freedom. Yeah, I oh. guess freedom of. Amazing. Of thought. Is this your first time here? No, the second time. I was oh, here okay. last week. Any questions for me? Nope. All right. Daniel, Danny, Daniel, what is the American dream to you? In front of you right there. Um, I just think, uh, like, no worries. No worries? No worries. Oh, okay. How about you? Uh huh. Anymore. I'm sorry? I don't know anymore. You don't know anymore? You don't know what it means to you anymore? Not exactly. I know what I want, but I just kind of do what, what's in front of me now. And, and what do you want? Eventually, I'd like to be like what everyone else said, be married, have kids, nice house. I don't really care about the money as much as long as I'm stable. Right. But, oh, okay. What, do you, what is the America right behind you? What is the Amer- How old are you now? 14. 14. What is the American dream for you at 14? Um, just to be successful and not let... I'm the sorry, s- say that again? Um, to be <laughs> successful and not let the school districts, like, overpower me. Amazing. <laughs> That's a good dream to have. <laughs> what is it to you, Jeremiah? Because um, you're 17. Say- just being able to, like, achieve whatever you have a dream for. Like, if you want to be a business owner, you can. If you want to go work, you can. Just anything you want to do. Uh, and how about money? I mean, if you want money, it's there. So you just got to get it. Don't worry about it. You get it from Hermes. <laughs> Your daddy will give it to you. <laughs> no. Uh, the reason I asked this question when I was growing up in, uh, in Alabama on the plantation I remember, I never, I never thought about not having freedom because all my life I've had it, right? So I used to walk down the road if I wanted to. Um, I, I remember when they would have basketball games at school that night. I would have to walk the road to get to the school, but I had someone bring me back home. I never thought I was not free. I just never felt that way or thought that way. And then when I turned 15 years old, I um, got my first rifle on my birthday because you had to turn 15 first. And I just went out and started shooting rabbits with it, squirrels and things like that. And then um, we got our first color TV. I know the millennials don't know it, but we used to have color TVs. I mean, black and white TVs. I got my first black and white TV. Did you know that we at one time we, didn't, we had black and white TVs? You knew about that? Oh, okay. That's right, yeah. And so 
when we got the TV, uh, I used to watch white people celebrating the 4th of July with flags and parades and things like that, right? And I'm like, wow, I would love to do that. They love America. They love it, right? As a kid, I was thinking that. And then, uh, and we celebrated 4th of July as well, but in the black community, right? And they had barbecue and baseball games and things like that. It was so much fun. Uh, but I'd never been in a parade and had the flag going and stuff like that. And so it was, I mean, I never imagined that those things would not exist, that American citizens would try to take those basic things away from you. You know, the freedom of speech and uh, uh, the right to bear arms and to just be yourself, do what you want. I never imagined that. And that's what made me think about it more because when I was growing up, I never imagined not having the freedom to just do what I want, be what I want, say what I want, go where I want. And I know some black people think that the Jim Crow law was a bad thing, and maybe it was in some areas, but I don't, I'm not aware of it being bad. I know it was bad because we were restricted and that we couldn't go to the white people's bathrooms and all that, but I didn't care about that. It didn't matter to me, as long as I could go to the bathroom. And uh, so I never imagined that one day American citizens would be fighting to take away those rights from you. You can't say certain things. You can't carry a gun, so you can't protect yourself. And then I never imagined that they would bring enemies into the country and then tell you you can't protect yourself from them. Isn't that amazing? So I was, so that's why I asked the question, what does that mean to people nowadays? Because we're really losing, as someone said, we're losing it. We can get it back now that you're all waking up, right? But we're losing those basic God-given freedoms. And that's what America is all about. And the things that is important to us have been taken away. So you got to start speaking up. You got to start fighting back. I think you should start running for office. You know, get back into the government because we need good men and women in government. Men and women who love what's right. Um, when I uh, got my first rifle, nobody taught me to shoot. No one said, oh, don't kill anyone at home. You got to lock your bullets and guns away. Why you want a gun when you got to lock it away? Or lock the bullets away. And somebody come into your house, you got to tell them, you know what? Hold on a minute. <laughs> I got to get my gun out of the locker. That doesn't make sense. Why well, have a gun if you're going to lock it away? And no one said you could only buy a certain amount of bullets. That's crazy. That's like total insanity. And so you guys need to get involved. Really, you really do. Because once you lose it, it's not easy to get it back. It really not. So you got to start speaking up. You got to get involved. And nothing wrong with Christians being involved with politics. Matter of fact, you better be getting involved with politics. The men who founded this country, they believed in God. That's why we became so great. And so get involved. Get involved with politics and all that. All right? Don't take it personally. It's a spiritual battle. A warfare between good and evil. But I never imagined, I can't, I still can't, I know it's evil, but I can't understand why would anyone who live here, whether you're illegal or legal or whatever, right? It's so nice to be here. Why would you want to take away the freedom that you came to, you fought to get to? You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make sense. You know that has to be a Satan in order to convince you to do that. It's just crazy. It's so crazy to me, it's hard to believe. 
and they're lying to you because they want to control you. It's all about the money and the power, really. That's what it's all about. Because once they take your freedoms away, freedoms away, they now have control over you. You have to do what they say. And there's no way else to go to that I'm aware of. Is there, is there one place we can go, Mark? No. Nowhere. We can go to Poland? Who, who said Poland? We can go to Poland? Oh, you said that? They have freedom order? Uh, it's one of the last. Hold places. on one minute. <laughs> Seems to be one of the last places in Europe that aren't being over. They are free over there. Yeah. They don't have any politicians. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way free is going to be. When you say we can go, Mark? Oh, you said nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. This is the last free society. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. Hold on one minute. Right. Amazing, folks. You better wake up. Oh, there's okay. nowhere to go. This is the last free society on the planet. England doesn't have freedom of speech. Canada doesn't have freedom of speech. Um, anyone that's had to deal with, like, the Mexican consulate, I mean, if, anything, whenever you deal with any government in another country, I think Americans are just so used to, like, well, I'm here, I paid my ticket, so they're going to give me my thing. You know, I, I was here on time before it closed. They don't understand, like, in other countries, they're just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find it to be amazing that in America today, there are people who are afraid to speak up. They can't say, I can't even imagine not saying what I want to say. You can't tell me what to say or where. At a glance. That is crazy. But there are literally people on earth right now, I mean in America right now, that can't speak up. They're afraid to. Sure. At a glance, it's insane. It, it's, it's like you're fighting against the freedom of speech and you're an American. It's insane at a glance. But if you, you know think about what's going on and what people talk about, what's on every screen, that's why they do it. You know, Jordan Peterson says you have to understand the allure of the person that you're talking about. You have to understand why. And I know you understand why, but you're just saying it's insane that they're going against freedom, and I agree with that. But it's just popular. It's emotional. You know, they, they get to say we're the good guys. But even if you speak in so-called hate speech, you have the right to say that. Totally you have the right that. to be hateful. You know what I'm saying? For sure. We need to know that you're hateful so we can stay away from you. <laughs> but you don't take away that person's right to speak so-called hate. Sure, we don't need a law to protect speech we agree with. We don't need that. Right. But we shouldn't even have a law to protect us from so-called hate speech either. No, right. I'm saying freedom of speech only exists for speech that you think is hateful or that you disagree with, that you want to silence. That's why we have freedom of speech, so you can't silence that person. How do we get to the point where we allow, well, I don't. I say what I want to say anyway, right? But when you allow other human beings to tell you what you can and cannot because say. Because they turned on YouTube.com and there was a piano or a violin and some really cool person saying, save the whales or whatever. And they get into that. And then they're like all into that. And they think they're going to save the turtles or whatever, the women's rights. And they don't care that they're pushing abortion or socialism but how come or whatever. People falling for that, though. Why, how come the individual said, okay, they're lonely. if I can't say it, I won't say it? Because they're lonely. If you tell me afraid, I can't say it, so they're I'm looking not for say something. It. They're looking for acceptance. People, like you say, that have good parents, that have love, they don't, they're not looking for something. Right. They're not looking for a place to belong and feel emotions about. I remember as a kid speaking my mind, and I, my aunt told me what, my aunt did something wrong, and I told her, you can't be doing that, that's wrong. That's not, I said something to her, she didn't like it. She's like, boy, one day your mom going to get you in trouble. 
So here it is. <laughs> she was right about that. Amazing, huh? Yes, sir. Well, I'm glad you brought up hate speech because I was about to raise my hand. It's conservatives and people who generally like the freedoms we were born with are shooting themselves in the foot when they use words like hate speech. Just yeah, to even say, words. just to even say, hate speech, even if you're making fun of it. You're, there's somebody who's weak around you who will say, oh, there's hate speech. You right. Can't, you can't do that. That's right. And then the, what makes it hard, I mean, it's necessary to speak up, but what makes it hard, especially to people in the fallen state, or even as you're waking up, most of the people around you are weak. And so if you speak up, you're immediately kicked out of your friend group, kicked out of your family, and kicked out of your job. And so there's... <laughs> There's that hovering over you and just acknowledging that certain things exist, like people discussing, oh, well, maybe, maybe red flag laws. Like even, even Trump will say that on TV. And I think it's you're shooting conservatives or people who just like the Constitution in the foot generations down the road. But the weird thing about it, the people who are saying that you're speaking hate speech, they speak hate speech. It's yeah. like they're doing it themselves, right? Come by, by calling you a name or saying you're wrong for saying something. That hate speech. You're trying to take away my freedom by telling me I'm wrong. Yeah. It, so everybody's doing it. I like think, everyone discriminate. They say don't discriminate, right? There's not one person on earth that don't discriminate. Not one. But in this case, like hate speech is not real. It's imaginary. And people will say what, like they'll make up their definition. So they take something that's just imaginary, throw yeah. a definition on it, and then anyone who disagrees with me it's is hate a hate speech. speech person and doesn't deserve what a whatever. sad world, huh? And yeah. why why are you allowing it to happen? I do my best not to. Oh, okay. You're standing up. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I I try to say about as offensive things as I can, uh, <laughs> with about as many people as I'm with. But. Amazing. I don't know how I would live if I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Yeah. I don't know what I, how would I live, you know? Because you're going to always have right and wrong going on. You're going to always have good and bad happening. you got to say something. Yeah. You can't always do this. <laughs> you know what that is, right? Yeah. You're not allowed to applaud anymore. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Really? They are taking away your ability to applaud. <laughs> So now you have to do this, like you're deaf or something, blind. Um, and Actually, so you are standing up. Yeah, doing my best where I can and when right I can. On. Are you afraid to speak up? No, not anymore. And I just mean like regular talk, just regular speech. No, not anymore. Oh, That's, okay. And I guess one thing I feel like I guess I kind of turn to is there's certain people you know that are never going to agree with you. And with them, I almost like... I'll tell them what I think, but I don't see the point in debating them. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the, the only other thing I had to say is, like, if you look around the world, like the U.K., you need to be, like, 18 to buy plastic knives. So <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's the level of freedom around the world. I was uh, right here. I was at, I went and looked at this building. You know, we had to get a new building, so I looked at this building. It was okay, right? It had a lot of parking space and all that kind of stuff. But behind the building was a bunch of apartments. And then it had Mexicans. Uh, what are those Mexican things? 
RVs. How come the Mexicans like RVs so much? It may not have been a Mexican RV, but it looked like a Mexican one. So what it was? It was a Mexican RV, right? So I told this, the guy, that, the sales guy, I said, oh, I, this, this is nice, but I can't move over here because I ain't moving in the hood. And I said, there go a Mexican RV and uh, a Mexican building. And won't they kill me? I said, won't they try to rob from me? And the man got mad at me. He's like, I don't know. I don't judge. <laughs> the sell person. And I'm like, so you don't judge the blacks and the Mexicans. You're not afraid. You're not concerned about where you live, right? He's like, I don't judge. And he just kind of stared at me, and I stared at him. <laughs> he said, I got to go. Isn't that amazing? I want to be I want to be as careful as possible. You don't just want to move anywhere. And so when I see those trailers, I become very concerned. And Ernest told me I need to be quiet, right? He's he like, you need to be quiet if you want to get a building. <laughs> so if I ask a salesman and they sell me a building and then I get hurt, at least I can say, well, I asked them, right? And they, they, you're supposed to ask. Even when I, if I bought a house or something, right, or an apartment, rent an apartment, I always ask the salesperson or the renter person, did someone, anybody die in here? Because if they died in there, I'm not taking it. You're supposed to ask. But people are so soft-hearted now, they don't want to play. It's bad how things are. And that's not the American way, really. When I was growing up, everybody said and done whatever they wanted to. They had respect for one another. But there was no such thing as can't speak up and all that. Or getting your feelings hurt and all that. You know what I mean? It didn't exist. This is abnormal. It's not the American dream. So you were discriminating, I guess? Um, I guess. What happened to you? Well, it's a long story. But um, when Mark and I started getting to know each other, it was, like, very obvious to a lot of my girlfriends that I was changing in ways that they didn't think were that good. Um such as being less anxious to them that was a bad thing and then I didn't care about stuff Um, and being just more calm all the time and they were like, why aren't you reacting to this thing like we are and like I have... um, Anyways, so it was just an interesting um, time for me with my friends when I was getting together with Mark and when we were getting married and I didn't really need to ask them what they thought or yeah. get their okay. And all my friends are quite a bit older than me. I've always had a lot of older friends. And um, I just didn't feel the need to really involve them, and they were kind of like a more negative, why you want to get married so fast? Which I know a lot of people said. People <laughs> um, love to control you. Yeah, so, and, and I kind of, like you were saying, I... And I think a lot of women feel this way. It's hard to speak up and not be labeled as mean when you're a girl. And um, I didn't want to be like seen as mean because I already felt that my friends thought that I was changing in a negative way. Right. So if I were to say like I totally disagree, this is you know. And there were times where I was more assertive and said like, you know. 
you guys are being hysterical. This is crazy. Um, but it was just like one thing after another and it's still kind of happening right now, but, um, you kind of just have to let people, like he was saying, just let people have their own experience of whatever and you don't have to be right. And so I've just kind of been there and, but I do feel afraid. I am afraid afraid of of my friends. (laughs) You're afraid of them. Kind of. Yeah. You're afraid of what? Um, I'm afraid of their opinion of me and yeah. um, their opinion of, I don't know, just a lot of comments have been said to me that made me wonder if I was doing something wrong or, you know, so I just had to really let go of all that stuff. And yeah, let it going. go, overcome yeah. it. Really, let it go. Yeah. If it affects you that way, you need to let it go. Nothing should be that important. What someone think about you, what they say, nothing. Yeah. I guess it's just hard when you've been, like, good friends with people for seven, eight, yeah. nine, since I was little, you know, and then all of a sudden they don't even want to talk to you anymore. Right. And that, it just is hard, you know. Amazing. Well, just wait until you speak up to your mama. Um, I already have. <laughs> <laughs> she still like you? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. She like Mark too? She loves Mark. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> you have a good one if she like Mark. <laughs> that's cool. My mom agrees with everything that um, Mark says and you really? say. Yeah. Right on. I would say my mom is um, not an ordinary woman. Right on. Yeah. Amazing. Did you have your hair? Oh, it was, it was something about... Oh, hold on one minute. <clears throat> it was a long time ago when you were asking why people um, were accepting of having their their freedoms taken away. Right. And I just don't understand why one individual would allow another individual to take away their freedom, to tell you what you can and cannot say or what you can and cannot wear, where you can and cannot go. I, I can't. And even men are allowing this to happen, too. I can't see uh, what happened in the mind that that come about, that someone can tell you what you can say. How are you going to tell me what to say? Uh, I mean, I think fundamentally it might be something to do with wanting to be accepted. You don't want to feel the rejection or like so that So it's pain. an insecurity within that person. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. And having your things taken away as well, like your job taken away, your like just your reputation or because I mean obviously now nowadays like even at my job like there's like so many things you can't you have to be okay with people that are gay and like like all these things and then you just you can't even say that's a man in a dress yeah you you have have to say it's a woman and you know it ain't no woman (laughs) yeah (laughs) or a woman in pantsuit let's be you have to say that's a man and you know it's a woman and you, uh, people are afraid to say that's a man or that's a woman. I, I, oh, and because they don't want to lose something, right? Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. That leads me right to my, what I want to talk about. I'll get to it in a minute. I, I, I'm looking at the clock here. You know, God said that we must be born again, right? You must be born again. And once you were born again, you could be in the world but not of it. Meaning that no one can make you afraid because they're going to take away something from you. Uh, Because what happens is 
once you're born again, you get a new nature. You develop a new nature, and that new nature, which is from God, destroys that old nature that's in you, that's made a home in you due to falling away from God, right? It really is there, and that's, it's inside of you, and it changes. It takes away the old nature and gives you the brand new nature. And that's why even in the Bible it says that old things, once you're born again, something like old things have passed away and all things are new. It really does happen, but you must be born again. And born again is not, quote the Bible, is not going out to the front of the church because the preachers say, come down. The Bible said, you believe... The Bible said, are you on pot? No. Oh, okay. The I'm going to ask you to share. But uh, the Bible says, come down, and the preacher asks you, do you believe God is your Lord and Savior? Something like that. Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You go, I do. Do you believe he died and rose on the cross? On the cross? I do. Hallelujah, you're saved. That's not salvation. That's why when you say all those things and go through the motion, nothing changes because you still have the old nature. You need a brand new nature. And so Christ came so that he can dwell in us and in dwelling in us, work through us to change that old nature into a brand new nature. And in that brand new nature, I'm telling you, there is no fear. There is no doubt. No worries, no insecurity. You don't hate anyone, but you also don't agree with all the wrongdoing. You're able to say, no, I don't agree. No, this is wrong. This is a man in a dress. This is not a woman. He's a male. And you won't have any fear about it at all. Because what happens is when that new nature develops as it is developing, you lose the, um, the relationship. With the things of the world, like your money, your job, your friends, your family members, that changes too. Whereas they will have no impact on you when you are afraid to speak up because you're going to lose something. Uh, it's so interesting how that is. You lose that fear of losing something because you know that you're, without even knowing that you know or thinking about that you know, you know that your father is going to provide for you. You really do. You just know it. And so material things, because there is, um, there is like the lust of the eyes, you know, for money and places and things and friendship, right? But there's also the destruction of the spirit. So that has to be born again, too. But what happens, once you're born again, the lust of the eyes thing disappear. And you will see that the, the house, the money, the, thing, the job is just a means. It's just, this is where I live, and... This is my father provided for me. But it's not your life. You just naturally lose that. It just disappears. But you must be born again. You need a brand new nature. And a lot of people don't know you really do get a new nature because when you're in a father state, you have Satan's nature. You have his identity. And that's why his identity is hate, fear, worry. Uh, it's of the world. It's about the world. And this world is of Satan. It's Satan's world. But once you're born again, you could be in it and not of it. You'll be in paradise in the world. And you'll see all these weird things happening, that, but it won't affect you at all. As I said, the world is living the Old Testament out. It's still happening. The new world is inside of us. 
the new nature, the new identity. But you must be born again. It's got to be born again in order to experience it. Yes, Hermes. I can relate to that. I had an experience yesterday where we went to look at a college, and I was talking to a couple of parents, and they were asking me about a, uh, a school that we looked at that was, like, just blatantly liberal. And they were trying to kind of get a feel for why I didn't like it. And I literally, I'm watching myself, like, saying the words without saying what I really want to say. It was a weird feeling, just so, like, I didn't want to say, like, I was... It was like SJW. You know what I mean? Really say what I wanted to say, which was that it was a liberal. You didn't say it. I said it, but I said it. I'm watching myself say it, like picking my words so that. You said it, but you're nice about it. Yeah. Beta. Yeah, yeah. Beta daddy. (laughs) I felt like they're trying to, they probably agreed with me. They're trying to see where I was coming from. Yeah, especially you're black, too. It was weird, yeah. But that's what happened with the schools. I had a close family member. We were talking on the phone the other night, and she was she was telling me that her son is deeply in debt from school. He's like a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Plus, they give you a credit card. I didn't know that part. And he ran the credit card up too, right? So he's like totally in debt, and he's not even doing what he went to school for. I'm like, and so it's because of not being able to speak up, because the parents spoke up. There's no way those teachers would be brainwashing you like that. And they refuse to pay the money to send you to school. No way the teachers would be doing that. I saw a video this morning that James talked about on his show where an adult male teacher was beating up a kid, 15 years old, in a classroom. And he was fighting that guy like he was fighting another adult man in the classroom. And I'm thinking, I never thought to fight my teacher. Or have a teacher fight me. And I had a couple of mean teachers. Miss Jerkin. <laughs> I remember Jerkin whooped me once. And I ain't like her since. I think she did. But I never thought of fighting her. I just knew she was mean, right? But all that's going out the window because you're afraid. You won't speak up. You're losing your freedom. You must be born again. And born again is not you either are or you're not. You need a brand new nature. You really do. And that's why the Christians are losing too. This isn't a, a, a Christian nation. But they don't act like it anymore. I remember when Christians would fight back. They would stand up. They would call wrong, wrong. They were not afraid. But now they are. They'll jump on you for telling somebody else the truth. If you told the truth. Isn't that crazy? You must be born. found this in the Bible. I, I want you a good reader, Gretchen? Uh, I'm alright. Yeah. You sure? <laughs> She's like, I'm alright. I'm not the best, but... Uh, but you're white. <laughs> you're white. Yeah. I thought all white people can read. Oh, wow. Uh, I, <laughs> I asked Joel this morning, uh, Joel, can you read something in the Bible for me? He was like, you asking me? I was like, yeah, because I don't want the people to understand it. <laughs> and he was like, well, you can't read either. I was like, yeah, you're right. But, uh, so you want to read something for sure. me? I want you to, this is a little long. I know y'all hate long reading, but this is so, I didn't know where to cut, turn it off. It is, makes so many sense, at least to me. 
right. Can you come and read something for me? Okay. Yeah. So this is Second uh, Corinthian, Corinthian, two Corinthian. Uh, the second chapter, verse one through. Just stop right here. All right. Okay. So you start here. That is long. Okay. It's long, huh? <laughs> How do you feel about this? That's fine. Because <laughs> I want it loud and clear. Somebody okay. went to the bathroom? Yes. We'll wait till the person come back from the bathroom. <laughs> so this is Gretchen. And hey, Gretchen, can I get fired because you work for me? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, sir. Is there anything more waiting? Yeah, hold on for the mic. You must be born again, and you can be born again. And there is a new nature in being born again. You do get a new nature. You're no longer in that fallen state, and Satan is your daddy once you're born again. Yes, uh, second Corinthians, is that right? Oh, First Corinthians. I mean, First Corinthians, one Corinthians. And what chapter? Chapter two. Starting at verse one, and we're gonna start right in the middle of ten. Okay. Really, I can read the whole thing, but it's too much. <laughs> you have that? Chapter one. First Corinthians. Chapter two. Yeah, chapter two. And, and what's the name of my Bible? The New Jerusalem Bible. All right. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to say. She's uh, back. Oh, she's back. I'll be real quick. Uh, my mom gets scared because she worries about me saying things because people are so crazy, you know. Uh, but I make sure I choose some things. For instance, I was on my way. On I worry the, about you, too. Huh? I worry about you, too. I worry about me as well, too, but you uh, got to say something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what happened was I was coming to uh, here on the bus, right? And there was this guy who had his headphones in, right? And he was talking really loud across the bus or whatever because talking to some people he was with. So I went up to the front and I just told him, you know, one ear open so to take this thing out. So he took it out and he got mad at me and said, oh, you know, I'll beat you up. I'll do this. And I just walked back to the bus where I was at because if he came back to the bus where I was at. So you went down to the front of the bus and told somebody to be quiet. He was really loud, yeah. He and should so have beat he, you. Huh? You can't tell him about to be quiet. I didn't tell him to be quiet. I told On the him, bus? I told him, I just told him, hey, the, the earplugs, I had to just pull the thing out so I could talk to him. But all I needed him to do is take the ear out. Then he would know how loud he was, right? And so he started talking to the girls where he was at. And he just got uh, over and started sitting where they were at. He did what, what needed to be done without me even having to tell him. Get off the pot. Huh? Yeah. Without me okay, having to tell him anything. Right no, without him telling No, him, you have to be wise with it. I was wise. Okay. I'm saying without him, without me even telling him anything, once he, he had to take the thing out to hear what it is I had to say. And all he I wanted was disturbing to, you? No, he was just loud. Was he disturbing you? No, he was telling the lady behind me because she was sticking with a kid and stuff like that. Did you know the lady? No. Was it your mama? No. <laughs> was he had loud music? He was talking loud because he's had Was he black? Loud. Yes. Well, black people talk loud. I know, but it was particularly annoying. But all right, I got to move on. Yeah. yeah. Right there, real fast. How are you going to tell black people to shut up? I didn't tell you to shut up. Okay. I, it was just a quick to the uh, born again because I, I you hear that a lot. But then, like you said, you hear the, oh, do you claim, you know, Jesus Christ? You hear what now? The born again situation. Right. Um, I, I've been seeing that a lot where, you know, they it's kind of like they get them up and they say, oh, you know, do you confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, blah, blah, blah. And then they say, yeah, I do. And then they kind of send them off into, you know, kind of darkness. So 
what I've been noticing is, is yeah, like you said, born again is not just those words necessarily. It, those words will come to you naturally already. Right. You don't need to say it in front of everybody in that way. Um, and and they don't tell them to meditate. I've, I've noticed that meditation is You shouldn't meditate. Is, is you should key. optimate. You it, want to just observe. Yeah. Watch. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm, when you said that, I started realizing they do that a lot yeah. in churches. But they don't. They just like let let everybody go. Then no one grows. Yeah. So it's almost like it didn't even really happen. It's unfortunate. And born again is not something you can do. You can't make yourself be born again, right? But when you forgive, you know how when you go and forgive, all of a sudden you feel you see things differently. It's like you wake up, right? That's all you need to do. Once he wakes you up like that, he will. We have Christ inside of us, and he is changing. He's a new nature. And he's changing your nature. And you realize one day, wow, I'm just not the same anymore. You forget how you were in the past. And you think, wow, this is amazing. And you start seeing reality versus the the illusion of life. Things that you did not notice before. You start seeing them through his eyes because now you have a new nature. So I want you to hear this. And so a little loud for me. Sure. This is from 1 Corinthians Chapter Mm 2. Now when I come to you, brothers, I did not come with any brilliance of oratory or wise argument to announce to you the mystery of God. I was resolved that the only knowledge I would have while I was with you was knowledge of Jesus and of him as the crucified Christ. I came along I, I came along you in weakness, in fear, and great trembling. And what I spoke and proclaimed was not meant to convince by philosophical argument, but to demonstrate the convincing power of the Spirit, so that your faith should depend not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. But still to those who have reached maturity, we do not talk, we do talk of a wisdom, not it is true, a philosophy of this age or of the rulers of this age who will not last long now. It is of the mysterious wisdom of God that we talk, the wisdom that was hidden, which God predestined to be for our glory before the ages begun. Now of the rulers and of the age recognized recognized it. For if they had recognized it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is, as scriptures say, what no eye has seen and no ear has heard, what the mind of, God, of, of man cannot visualize, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Stop there. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. That was amazing. That was long. <laughs> it was long, huh? You did good. Were you nervous? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice a little bit. <laughs> but, so... The point, I just want to point out a couple of points. I, I, the reason I read this, there was this guy, the, the Bible Thumper guy, or one of them. Uh, he, yeah, don't say his name. <laughs> what happens in the men's meetings, stay in the men's meetings. <laughs> but there was someone else with him, and he mentioned Paul. He said something weird about Paul. And so there was somebody else that, yeah, that mentioned Paul. And so I thought, let me see what Paul was about. <laughs> Paul was born again of God. He never tried to convince anyone about God because he understood that if you don't see it for yourself, it's not yours. 
you have to know and see for yourself, right? And, and he mentioned that about the world, the wisdom of this world. I had no idea how crazy the wisdom of this world is. No wonder everybody on pot and antidepressant pills and killing their children in the wombs and men are with men and women are with women and trying to make you accept it as a norm and there's no trust with each other. Uh, the government out of control. The government will lie to you in your face. And so will the media because that's the wisdom of the world. And that's why when you go to the people of the world for help, all they do is destroy you because they have no wisdom. They have knowledge that doesn't work. And so you can't really trust them. And I'm not telling you walk around in fear of them, but you need to wake up so you can be aware of them. They don't have any truth about anything. That's why they're still living the Old Testament. They have no com- They have degrees. They are Bible thumpers. Even the Bible thumpers. All they have are uh, the knowledge of good and evil, but they're not all, not all. Well, I don't even know it's not all, not all. But they are nutty as a fruitcake. <laughs> nutty as a fruitcake because the intellect uh, that they have is from Satan. There's a higher intellect that you're going to rise to once you're born again. But you must be born again. Because the world is doomed. Just look at it. Stand back and watch. But don't judge it. Don't hate it. There's a good judgment. You see injustice, but don't hate it. You can really see what's going on. The world is nuts. It really is. Because they have no wisdom. This world is controlled by Satan. And as long as you're listening to them, you're going to be controlled by them as well. There's a greater wisdom, and it's in your heart. It's, in your, it's really, really there. I'm telling you, and it will change you. God, Christ is, is uh, living in you, and when you wake up, when you admit you're wrong, and you wake up, he will change your nature. It's a spiritual change. It, it is so amazing, too. I did not have any idea what it was like until it started happening to me. And if it happened to me, it happened to you. But you got to admit you're wrong. you got to stop judging people. They can't help it. The people of the world cannot help themselves. And you owe it to them to love them enough to be honest. But if you're scared, you can't be honest. Your family members, your relationships, your co-workers, everybody, you owe it to them to be honest with them because they can't help it. If somebody got to point the way and be an example. If they get mad, forgive them. I, um, I did a radio show the other day. It was on a so-called, what kind of radio show, Dave? It was a, it was a live, I don't know, it was just a live radio but show. They but call they call them haters or something. They call them neo-Nazi or something. Oh, neo-Nazi. So, and that's what the world does. It labors you so you can separate from one another and be of no good to one another, right? But for me, I'll talk to anybody that want to talk to me. I'll talk to the neo-Nazis. I'll talk to the neo-Nazis' mama. I'll talk to the Antifa and their mama because they need to hear the truth without hate, really. And the world will label you different names, right? Like with the um, Antifa people, they are evil. I mean, they attack you, they... They hide in dark hoods and things. They don't show their faces. They show up uninvited with violence. But they're not being talked about. But the white guys who are speaking out against it, they're calling them neo-Nazis. 
that's how the world do it. But it's just evil. Any anger is evil. Don't let the world name it something else and keep you away from each other because you don't know who you can help in that situation. You, you know, God came, sent Christ into the darkness of the world. And so when you're in those situations where these people are hating one another, you're bringing light into the darkness. And the darkness would not be able to handle it. But don't let them tell you, well, these are neo-Nazis, so you can't talk to them. These, are, these men hate women, so you can't talk to them. These are baby killers. You can't talk to them. You go wherever you are. You wake up and you be a light into the darkness. That's what God created you for, to bring love into the world. All right? So don't let them tell you that. Don't let them divide you. Don't stay away from people just because somebody else labored. Even with the drag queens. If the drag queen wanted me to come speak to I'd go and talk to the drag queens, really, and tell them why they done what they did and how to overcome it. You got to show love. Christ was sent because God loved us. And we were in bad shapes before we were born again. So we can't judge anybody. But the world is keeping us apart so that we won't be of a light to one another. And they can accuse you and control you. That makes sense? And if you pay attention, they labor everything. And they tell you, don't labor. They're doing it all the time. They do it all the time. They got it so bad now that the white guys are afraid to even speak up because they know they're going to be called names. But the, the, uh, the guys in the black, they're out there running wild. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter have did all that chanting, who we want dead cops, who we want them now, right? Now the cops are under attack. Because they call the cops white supremacists and things like that. And we got to be out there for the cops. Because the cops are gone, they're going to kill you. But don't let them divide you. You know, be in it, but not of it. But you must be born again. And you can't make yourself be born again. But you will see a change happening in your life. You won't feel it. You won't taste it. You won't touch it. You will see it happening. All right? That makes sense? Yes. All right. Yes, James. So when you get a chance to read that, you'll see. This is a super chat from James Burns. Or hey, James. He said, what does it mean when the Bible says not to rebuke your elder? Not to rebuke your elder? What, right? Well, we have to show the elderly respect. I don't even know where they are. I don't see them anymore. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> where are the old people? <laughs> Really, where are they? You're one of them. I'm by myself. <laughs> I don't think I'm old. <laughs> not old. No, I am. But where are they? They're supposed to be passing down wisdom to each the next generation. But I don't see them anywhere. Yes, you. One more. But one you're more. supposed to respect your el- the elderly. Yes. Um, Texas asks: Do women get extra grace on the day of judgment since they have a weaker nature? Or does God hold everyone accountable to the same standard? Is that a serious question? Did they get him a super chat too? No, but he's always listening. Oh, so what's that question? Do women get more, get it easier from God because they're weaker? I never heard nothing like that. (laughs) No, we're all the same. God loves us all. Really, we're children of God. He's not going to treat anyone special or different. Yes. What about the elders who are asleep? Poor people, they're suffering. But how do you, as far as respect goes? 
Be honest, but don't, don't hate them. Don't curse and don't carry on, but be honest with them. And that's what love is. So what is that respect, though, for the elders? What does that mean, respect the elders? The same way you respect boo-boo and me. You would be honest with us, right? Right. But you won't hate us if we got mad or disagreed, right? Right. That's respect. Would I respect the elder the same way I respect somebody younger than me? What? Would I respect an elder the same way I respect somebody younger than me? Yeah, you treat everybody the same. So then there's no, so it's not real to say respect There's a world of respect that they think that just because you're an old person, you're not supposed to tell that person the truth. That's of the world. Right. But if you love God, you're going to tell anyone the truth and hope that they can see the right way to go. But just don't, you know, a lot of people curse at the elderly now. Mm. And you're not supposed to be doing all that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're white. White people do it all the time. (laughs) I've literally had so many white families in my office over the years. And little kids be cussing them out. The, the, the father or the mother would say something, and it's not true. And the kid would say, you lying. And then they would say, that's a D-line, Mom. I'm like, I didn't know white people curse like that. And the parents like, Johnny, be quiet. My parents would be, boy, if you can't say that one more time. <laughs> But just you really, once you're born again, the love is for is no different. It doesn't matter how sinful you are, or black you are, or white, how old, how young. You're gonna naturally treat everybody the same. You can't help it because that, you're the son of God. You're op, he's operating through you, so you won't be able to help it. You just won't cuss them out and all that. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yes, Mark. You take your mind. I was just going to say, don't you think it's appropriate to kind of kind of keep your mouth shut when it's someone elder? Like, there's a way to kind of say, well, I disagree with that. You know what I mean? Um, to show respect. So, you you know, you just look. I, I think someone, when you're wrong? I think someone looks disrespectful when they're, like, trying to, like, you know, drive home a point to someone older than them. You know what I mean? Even though they're like trying to like, let me explain it to you. You don't understand. You know, it's like well, you just still have leave. to be honest with the elderly. They need, sure, they I'm not need saying don't too. be they honest. Die in the day now. Sure, I'm not saying don't be honest. I'm just saying you don't think there's a different way that you speak to elders and someone younger than you, for example. Well, so so uh, Joel may cuss you out, telling you the truth, right? Okay. But with the elderly person, he wouldn't. Right. He'll tell them the truth and just kind of hold back a little bit. Okay, yeah, so. But with you, you're crazy. But you're supposed sure. to be absolutely honest with, even when I was a kid, I was honest with the elders. Yeah, I'm not suggesting to be dishonest. What I'm, are you suggesting? I'm saying, don't you agree that there's a certain level of, like, just be quiet and you don't need to convince them they're older than you? Shut your mouth. Well, you shouldn't try to convince anyone. Not even a young one either. Okay. So what do you say? What? Yeah. God is equal to us all the same. The love that comes through you from him, it's the same for everybody. Matter if it's a baby or an adult. So you don't think it's natural to think they've lived longer, they've been through more. I should be quiet. I, maybe I don't know what the, you know. I mean, if you can see that they're wrong, you should be honest with them. But if you're saying something you don't quite understand and you don't know if it's wrong or right, then you can wait but you treat everybody the same. Sure, sure. I'm Be- not- oh, I know why, too, because in God there is no age. Okay. Really, when you wake up, there's no age, there's no time. 
It just is. And so, but the world have taught us that, oh, that's an old person. Don't say nothing. Like, don't you, you think know, it's terrible when you see, like, a Colin Flaherty movie and someone's beating up some old woman? Or do like I feel some, terrible? Like, isn't there something else that happens? Well, you're not supposed to beat them, Mark. <laughs> that's a different subject. All right. I understand you. Are you honest with the elderly? Yeah, I am. Uh, you speak up? I do. Do you feel weird about doing it? No, it feels perfectly natural to, to extend them a little more respect. And, and what is extending them respect mean? What do you mean by that? Like uh, being less, just uh, taking a sub, uh, submissive position in general. Submissive? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting word. Just like if they're going to say something, I don't need to correct them. Say, so, okay, that's cool. She's old. Leave her alone, you know? I mean, but if someone was like my point. age and saying something to me, I'd be like, no, you're dumb. Shut up. You know, I would, I would speak back in that way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I smoke on that one. I really. I. I think I know what you mean. But once you're born again, because in you there's there would be no hate, sure. no anger, no disrespect, no. It would be nothing but love, right? And so if, even if your parents are wrong, and yeah, they're so nine saying, years old, you're still gonna tell them the truth. You right. just won't curse I'm them. I'm not saying to not love them. I'm not saying be dishonest. But when you're not honest with someone, that is the lack of love. I agree. I'm not suggesting either of those things. I'm saying that there's a way to be of love, that you treat children a little bit different than you treat a teenager, than you treat someone your age, and you treat someone who's elder. You just treat them differently. I speak to Jeremiah differently than I speak to Ermius. How do you speak to Jeremiah? Um, I'm always, huh? What do you say? I thought he said something. I'm always like um, excited. What are you doing? Uh, you yeah, uh, nutrition, again. sports. He, he's growing up. It's it, so you like everything's exciting. When you see him. I am excited. Everything's and exciting. When you see Ermius, you're not excited. Like Lord, when I see Ermius, he he's kind of he's kind of like my big brother. Like you know what I'm saying? Born Ermius. I I kind of have like a big brother vibe with Ermius. You know, really. I kind of like report to him. I feel like. <laughs> Maybe I'm judging, I'm lying, I'm not dishonest. I have so no let me love. tell you, I hadn't seen Jeremiah in a bit. Jeremiah, my godson, by the way. And so he walked into the office today. I'm like, where do you come from, Satan? And that's the same way I would play with Hermes. You know, because there are two human beings that are, one is older than the other, but in love, they're the same. I, I know what you mean. Right? Would you, how would you treat Ed? He old. <laughs> Yeah, but Ed's oh, real quick, you know. Ed's, Ed's, Ed's quick. You can't get one over on Ed. He's, he's fast. How would you treat him? Same way I, I treat other people. He's really quick. He's really on it. But I don't feel he, like he's Mr. Elder or needs to be like, you know, make room for him to walk into the If door. he says something that. wrong, would you say, shut up? Sure, sure. Oh, you'd cuss him. Yeah, he would. I wouldn't cuss him out, but I'd be like, you're wrong. I've told him that a bunch of times. Yeah, he's told me yeah. the same thing. Uh, but you wouldn't curse at him? No. Would you treat Ed different than you would treat Hermes? No, they're both kind of like... They both are old people, so yeah, you treat them both, the same? I treat them both So like you see brothers. Hermes as your elderly? I see him as like a big brother. Like an older brother? Not like the old man that can't walk or anything. But like an older brother? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I see him that way too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, last word. Did you have your hand? Hermes? Yeah. Huh? 
Well, just to clear up, because that was kind of what my question oh, was, too. I totally know what's happening right now, too. Go ahead. Like, say, if two, a young person is talking about the same thing as the older person. They're both wrong. So would I correct the, correct the younger person and the older person that are both wrong about the same thing the same way? Yes. Right. If you notice, until children are corrupt, before children are corrupt, they correct the elderly. And they are, it doesn't matter how old you are. They will say, oh, your breast stinks. <laughs> they know because they have no hatred in their heart. It's pure love, right? And so they're not measured in the age thing. They'll say, they'll just correct you. And then the, the older person will slap you until you shut up and put fear in you. And then now things change. But that's how we should be like little children. Treat everybody the same. And you will be. But what I just realized God's way cannot be figured out. Really, you have to be born again to be it, right? Because it's nothing like what we can imagine. Nothing like it at all. So you can't understand it. It has to be revealed to you. But you treat everybody absolutely the same. That makes sense? Yes. What were you going to add, Irvin? You it. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, sir, real fast. And then the young man behind you. Um, I want to chime in with what Mark was saying. I grew up with four older brothers my mom and my dad so I understand what he's trying to say how to have respect for elderly people you know like if I don't know Jeremiah right if he were to be talking to me I'd have a different level of, of tone with him something more about his age but with you I show you nothing but respect because you're older than me but why not talk to him the same way you talk to me I will will you be like goo 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 <laughs> no but because when Jeremiah and I talk it's the same way I talk to Hermes well yeah well I get what you mean but with him, it would be a different level of, of respect. You must be born again. That'll change. Because yeah. I mean, love is the same for all. Yeah, it is. I, get, I agree with that. But it's just the, 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 the way you talk to someone. With you, I'd be more formal. I wouldn't cuss with would you. Would you cuss at Jeremiah? Yeah, because he's younger. <laughs> <laughs> but you're older. Yeah. But why would you curse at a younger? Because that's the way they talk. So you act like them. It's more relatable to them. So you relate to a young person? Yeah, because I'm, I'm younger. I'm, I'm older than him. you're older than him. You're yeah. older than being his daddy. <laughs> no, I'm probably a brother, but not his dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's not the way it should be, but I understand it. Yeah, I, get say. I, I do get understand it. Yeah. Uh, let me take, yes, sir. And then there. So considering Thanksgiving is coming up, so let's, let's say you're sitting at Thanksgiving around the table with your family. <clears throat> if you don't speak your mind, if you don't disagree with people, that's one boring dinner, yes. and you're going to have to drink a lot before you start enjoying yourself. <laughs> That's right. So if you, if you just speak your mind and disagree, you'll have conversations going naturally. That's People right. will have things to say. The whole table will be talking. It'll be amazing. It's a great dinner. Yeah. And you can Absolutely. drink also if you want to. That's right. So just really, once you're born again, it all changes. You come back to your natural self before you were traumatized. You, you see that in the kids until they're traumatized. They'll tell you the truth. They don't. I, uh, I remember with my grandchild, I used to ride him around, and I'll be singing in the car. And he's like, Grandpa, why are you singing? You're always singing. So I said, oh, do you like it? No. <laughs> I'm like, you hurt my feelings. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> they're not trying to hurt your feelings, right? And once you overcome, once you're born again, feelings are not an issue anyway. Only... You hear the people talk about passion and all that. Once you're born again, you become dispassionate. Because passionate people are a danger. You can't trust them. 
You cannot trust a passionate person. Really, he has to become dispassionate. All right? Yes, sir. Because uh, um, before the service started or whatever, I, I saw a Mark, and he saw me, and I'm like, oh, you got married? And he's like, yeah, look at my ring. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, how long did you guys date for? He's like, oh, a couple of months. And I called him a beta, like, right away. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, and I'm like, oh, Jesse says seven years. <laughs> Mark couldn't wait no seven years. Well, cause, yeah, if you're going to spend... Well, you'd be about 70 years old then, wouldn't you? Mark got to make some baby. No, I think once you get old, you can't wait seven years. You got to hurry up. If you're going to spend a whole lifetime with somebody, seven years is nothing, right? No, it goes by fast. Yeah, exactly. They can get to know them. Yeah. So you call Mark Beta, did he? Mark Beta, I don't know if he got offended. Well, you better be glad he didn't. He knew karate. <laughs> really. <laughs> Amazing. So, any questions about anything? You have a question? Okay. And then I got to give you my, I got to end. I give you my uh, biblical question for next week. It's a doozy. A doozy. It's a mamma mia. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think you mentioned, like, that in order to be born again, it's not something you can understand. It's something that just kind of be revealed it to happens. you. <laughs> How, who's the fortunate ones that get to see, get to experience that? Like, like who do God decide to draw yeah. in? Those who will repent. Only He made that decision. No one cares. When you see that you're sinning, hating, judging, playing God, and can admit it, but only He would draw you. Only He made that decision. I don't know how He's doing it, and I don't know why He drew me in, because I was a mess. And so I'm just grateful. But Christ came so that you can be drawn back into God, back into him. Are you thinking you're not one of the ones? Yeah. You are? Well, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know why I got emotional. I feel like him, like it just hit me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, don't worry about it. Let it happen. No big deal. But I do feel like I'm constantly repenting. And seeing my wrong, but I'm always like I, <clears throat> I can't speak up. I can't. I feel like I'm the problem. Like why well, repent? But I also feel like I'm a problem. <laughs> Sorry. You say you're constantly re- repenting. What do you mean? Well, I'm, I'm constantly recognizing that I'm wrong. You see that within yourself. I, yeah, I think so, yeah. You see in yourself that you're wrong? Mm-hmm. Is that a problem? And then I, then I see that I'm the problem. Right. You see that you're wrong? Yeah. And do you have a problem with that? Well, I, yeah, I think I do because... Why do you have a problem with that? Because then I never see that I'm right, you know. Hello. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. <laughs> you ain't right. That's the purpose of seeing it so you can constantly just overcome. So I don't I, see that I'm right. I don't. I gotta watch me. I see what goes on, but I don't hate it. And then he works on it. He changes it. But don't think you're gonna wake up one morning and see that you're all wonderful. That ain't gonna happen. That's what you're it growing. is. You're growing. You you you're overcoming. He's renewing you. He's working through you to renew you. So no man is good, and no woman is good. So don't think you're gonna see that you're good. You're not. 
right? Yeah. But God is in you. He's good, and he'll work through you to change, and he's changing your life. So don't hate what you see. Be glad to see it. Because at one time, I couldn't see myself. And as a result of not being able to see myself, I wasn't changing. But now that I have to let me see myself, and I see it, don't, if you don't want to really see yourself, don't ask. All right? Because you will want to trip out. Yeah. But don't ever think you're going to see something wonderful about yourself. When you wake up, you really going to see yourself, and you're no good. Really. There's no yeah. good in us. That's exactly what I see from myself. Yeah, so don't keep repenting. The fact that you can see it, God is showing it to you. Okay. So he's changing it. And be glad to see it. Okay. Meaning don't resent it. Okay. All right? Yeah, that makes sense? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you see goodness in boo? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. No, I see <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's your last date. <laughs> the anniversary is over. Let me take boo first. Hold on one minute. Is that one now? So, I'll come back to you, boo. I'll follow on to that. So, uh, this, this woman's comments and, and questions. So, I, I, I believe I've heard you say that when you're born again, it happens. You wake up just like that. But the process of God uh, working in you to overcome, you know, the evil in us, the evil in me. That's what takes time. I, I, what I, What's the problem? My switch. Oh, the switch is off? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So, the, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to right. repeat that. Anyway, so, so the, um, the following question. So you're, you're born again in an instant once you repent and see that you're wrong. You wake admit, up. Admit you're wrong and you wake up. Yes. Where I'm a little um, unclear on is is the process when God is working in you and, and you're starting to overcome um, the evil in me? Or the, right. Is that, that's a process of time. That's over. Well, what happens is the evil in you is your pride, your ego, sure. playing God, right? And playing God is hating other people, judging yourself and making decisions, thinking you know what you want for your life. Okay. Once you repent of that, that's done with. Now he draws you back in, and then he starts cleaning up all the messes there right. so that you can keep the commandments. So like, that's the part that takes time. Yeah, that takes time. Okay, because that's where I, I get... It takes time in our time, but not in his time. Well, I understand. There is no time. And so in... all you need to do from that point, just live, just be, and you're being cleansed. And you'll find yourself things that you used to overreact to, you don't anymore... The thing that was important to you, unimportant now, and you don't even know when the change is happening. You just realize in a situation that is not like that anymore, that it just doesn't matter anymore. You've changed. So when you wake up, folks, you go and you forgive, and all of a sudden you can see, you feel better, like a load was lifted. You're going to start seeing yourself, but don't judge what you see. That's what's been holding you back in life. You don't want to see yourself, so you denied it. Now you can see yourself, accept it, and he will change it. A lot of people, some people wake up and they see themselves, they get, they judge themselves for being so rotten until they fall back into the temptation. Yeah, I had that, that, I had that happen. Yeah. So for, when you, for a couple of months, it's like a tire blew out. You know, you know, I was doing the sound prayer, and then I actually, what I consider had something similar to your testimony, where I was doing the sound of prayer, also there was like this kind of flash of darkness, and I was like, whoa. And then I 
now I can see back that I overreacted to it. Yes. And judged myself. And so for a couple months, I was just kind of spinning out. And that's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to, he wants you back. Right. So he wants you to judge yourself. He wants you to play God with yourself. Don't. But let's say you, you did it. Right. Just realize, you know, whatever, I should have done it. Right. No, no I, big I, deal. I, I see that now. Yeah. But it's. The, Don't make the, it a big deal. Where the enemy is kind of, I'm, I'm recognizing either as it's happening or at, shortly after, oh, I got caught in a thought. I made a, uh, you know, I believe the thought. I got caught in an emotion. Right. Now I'm in my imagination about something. Yes. Um, so I can either see that as it's happening or maybe after it Even happened. if you realize that after it happened, just. Oh, that was stupid. No big deal. Don't judge yourself. Right. Don't let Satan convince you, oh, you're falling back. Or you, God is not with you. Don't believe any of his lies at all. Because the more you believe that lie, he got you again. And he'll keep coming back with another lie and another lie until he drags you down. Right. So, but that, that process, which I'm conversating with you about, is that's the process of the cleansing? Yes. That's we, not the waking up. That's the cleansing. That's, yeah, the, the cleansing part come after the wake up. Right. He will cleanse you of all your unrighteousness. You know, like when we're in a fallen state, we rely on drugs, friends, right. money. Acting out some way. Sex, alcohol, something. We rely on that, right? right. Or fear or doubt or whatever. We need everybody approval. Can I do this or that, right? He started to cleanse all that away from you. He take that away. And that... And that all happens just in God's time. That's yeah, don't you worry about it. Don't, don't right. give it a second thought. Okay. And just let his will be done. But just don't hate what you see in yourself. Thank you. And in other people, too. You understand it now? Yes. Yeah, so cut it out. <laughs> Relax. Smoke a joint. <laughs> um, so I answered everybody's question. That's it, right? Okay. So real fast, I have a uh, brand new biblical question for this week. Uh, I wrote it down. Oh. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh This is so good. My biblical question for this week, and I'll ask uh, the street preacher, the ex-street preacher, was Christ created? Was Christ created? Isn't that an amazing question? Now everybody wondering, what the? What do you mean by that? Oh, I never thought of that. You say, real fast? I'm just going to ask a couple of people. we got to get out. I think I remember reading about it, and I think he was, but I'm not sure. I'm sorry? I think he was. You think that Christ was created? Yeah, from what I remember. All right. Let me ask my guest. Was Christ created? Yes, Christ was created. Hmm. Interesting. And why do you say that? Uh, because God created. I'm not saying he wasn't. When I went, oh, I'm just playing around. I'm just being black. Because uh, God, God created everything, right? And um, I believe it's Job when um, God, God asked the question, who wants to go down? Because, you know. The, the Israelites are running amok. Who wants to go down? And Christ raised his hand and said, I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. So Christ, God asked him that in heaven? Yeah. Who want to go down to earth and help the folks? Yeah. And Christ raised his hand? Mm-hmm. Amazing. I didn't know that. And uh, I'm a preacher. Yeah, I believe it's in Job. <laughs> Even the preacher's dumb. <laughs> I told you I was black and dumb. Yeah, yeah. Oh, slow. Thank you, man. You're welcome. Any other questions for me? It's my first time here. 
Uh, no, I, I think you're doing amazing work and um, keep keep up the good work. Thank you. I do man. have a question. Can I be an intern for the Fallen State? Uh, amazing. We're always looking for them. We'll talk to you afterward. Okay. Hermes, what Christ created. Honestly, I've never thought about it. I don't know. You don't know. I'm going to think about it, though. All right. Yeah. Let me ask Mark. My bodyguard is back. Yes. Christ, Christ was created. You say yes? Yes. Okay. You know that for sure? Yes. Okay. And how was he created? He was created by the creator. How, how I don't did know he how create? he did it, but... He did it. He was created by God. We understand that God is the creator of all of us, the father of all. Does it say anywhere in the Bible that Christ was created or not created? I doubt it says anywhere in the Bible that he was created or that he was not created. I can't ask you, Frankie, because you may give the right answer. So put your hand down. Uh, what do you say, Gretchen? You're a little Christian. <laughs> was Christ created? I want to say yes, because he's such a big part of, like, the Bible, um, and that if he wasn't created, that there's a big part of the Bible that's just nonsense. Um, I will say that I, I grew up in a religious family and was taught that he was created and had no time, hadn't, did not have a hard time believing that when I was little. And then there was a moment in my life where I kind of fell away from religion and was doubting everything in the Bible. So right. at that point in my life, I was like, there's definitely no Jesus. Like, all these stories are crazy. And then came back to Christianity and just accepted it. Um, but never, I don't know. I don't know if he was created or not. Amazing. <laughs> How about, is this your first time here? Oh, good. What's your name? My name is Christian. Any questions for me at all? No. Well, I'm glad you came. How did you hear about us? Uh, a friend of mine turned me on to your YouTube channel. Right on. And what do you think about it? I love it. Amazing. I love it. I've actually turned you on to other people and other men, and they love you as well. Right on. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Was Christ created? Um, I know Christ was sent, and so if I think of it that way, I think he was already there, if, if that makes sense, because he is God. He was already where? He's already, he was already created. He is God, so he wasn't necessarily created. He just is. Okay. Inter isn't this like an interesting question? Mm -hmm. What do you say? And then here, and then I got to end, folks. Oh, I got to, I, I can't wait for you to hear your answers. <laughs> I asked Joel this morning. <laughs> You're going to have some happy kids, because their daddy's going to be happy. Uh, was Christ created? What comes to mind is when it says he was the firstborn of all creation. So, yes. He was created. Okay. Daniel, what do you say? You like to partner in it? I don't know. You don't know? Oh. All right. Last but not least, Joel, was Christ created? Well, first of all, I'm shocked that people understood what they meant by created because I was stuck on what created me. <laughs> I had your this morning. Was Christ created? Created? What do you mean? What is created? <laughs> um, but by hearing the answers, you know, and you kind of them explaining a little bit more, I think he was created. You think he was? Yeah. And how was he created? I can't answer that. 
I don't quite know. Okay. But I think. What? <laughs> he black. <laughs> Boo Boo. Was Christ created? Oh, Jesse. Um, <laughs> I would say. Oh, that's that's so interesting. Um, he was made, or he was, yeah, he was created. I would say, just like we were created. So how was he created? Um, You're guessing at it, right, Boo? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I think. <laughs> when the husband is dumb, the wife dumb. <laughs> I would say. Um, Your image of the husband. <laughs> Poor kids. Um, I Y'all would better say, make a lot of money. No. <laughs> I would say just, I mean, he was created through Mary, right? Through who? The Virgin Mary. The Virgin Mary? <laughs> I mean, that's Jesus, right? Is that who we're talking about? <laughs> oh, God? Oh, what was the question? <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. uh, we got to lay hands on this couple. <laughs> <laughs> she's, not, you know, she's not sure if we're talking about Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, right? That's what you're talking about? <laughs> Uh, no wonder y'all last a year. Uh, this is your first time here? Yes. And was uh, welcome. Was Christ created? I don't like talking on the mic, but was Christ created? I don't know. Pre-existence of Christ. Um, I don't think he was. I think maybe he was an incarnation of Jesus Christ. I don't know. Are you guessing? I'm just based on... What I learned at my church. <laughs> what did you learn at your church? I mean, that's what I'm saying. So he was what now? Is Christ like a pre-existence of um, Christ, but like an incarnation of Jesus? Oh, okay. I don't know. Amazing. Um, any questions? How did you hear about us? My son, Jason. Oh, that's your son. Yes, he invited me. <laughs> oh, good. So, welcome. What do you What do you think about? You've sat through the meeting. What do you think now? Any questions about anything, anything you disagree with? No, I'm just observing. And um, Did he forgive you for screwing up his life? He did. And were you surprised? We he had a really wonderful conversation, and that's what brought me here today. Right on. How do you feel about him coming to you or going to you to forgive you? I love it. Were you surprised? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And why were you surprised? He caught me off guard. I never, like... <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, okay. Actually, I was. I had a little inclination that he wanted to talk about something that had to do with the Lord, so... Did you know beforehand that he resented you? Mm, no. You never at one point thought, you know what, I think Jason don't like me. Honest to God, no. Really? How did you miss it? <laughs> Remember when you were acting out and doing all the weird stuff? I don't know about weird stuff. <laughs> Maybe well, working. Don't know about that part either, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, he's going to be fine now. He's amazing. He is amazing. And um, he's going to be fine now. He really want to know. That's what makes it so important, too. Yeah. And so he's going to be fine now. Well, I'm amazed he's even, like, talking about God. Oh, you are? <laughs> yes. And, and I why? Was, because... I always thought he was like an atheist. 
He probably was. Honest to God. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a religious family, um, Catholic, Catholic family. Oh. I don't practice the Catholic religion. I'm Christian. I go to Christian church. But Did you stop resenting his father? You know, he gave me a lot to think about, yes. You went to I, I'm not 100% there yet. Right. But he sure opened my eyes to that. Good. Right on, boy. And um, yes. that's why I'm here today. <laughs> Thank you. I've been watching some of your YouTube stuff, too. Uh, oh, right on. Yeah. Why have you been a Catholic and a Christian? Why have you gone and forgiven? Why have I what? Why you didn't go and forgive a long time ago? His father? Uh-huh. There was just so much animosity there. <laughs> it was too much to forgive? Yeah, <laughs> it was painful. So will you go and forgive? Yes, in order to be free, I have to forgive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have to if you, want to, if you really want to know God. You really want to be drawn back into the kingdom of heaven? You must forgive. Then he'll draw you in. But He's given me a lot is, to think about this whole week. <laughs> right on. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank and you. And that's all I want you to do is think about it. Start looking at yourself and knowing yourself. Everything else will change. But you got to forgive. Going to church and read the Bible, don't do it. You must go and forgive. Yeah. All right? I'm learning that. It feels it feel difficult to do. I thought I knew how to forgive until right. um, Jason pointed out a couple of things to me. I'm getting emotional, so I'm going to pass the mic. No, that's all right. We've got a whole lot of crying babies up here. Today. <laughs> <laughs> even a man. Even a man. <laughs> even a man led off with the tears. So if the man can cry in the public, you know you can boo-hoo. So what's your answer? Was God created? It's my biblical question for the week. I'm going to talk about And the reason I ask him because I want, God doesn't want us to be um, dumb to anything. He wants us to see. He wants us to know. And through him we can know all things, right? So he doesn't want you to be blind. And so I throw these questions out there just to get the people to kind of think about these things and don't just go through life thinking you know something where you don't know and your life is not changing. But when you get to know yourself, it's going to be amazing. So that's why I put the biblical questions out there. I'll respond to it next Sunday if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise. But I ask, you know, I, ask, I put it out there on the radio show. So listen this week. You're going to hear some weird stuff about that. I'm sorry? Oh, you can listen to the show up there, too. Come down and listen to you again. Oh, good. Come <laughs> back anytime. This is home. Thank you. All right. As a matter of fact, on the third Thursday night, we have a meeting for ladies only. And I don't know if they do. Y'all still want those meetings? Yes. Uh, okay. Because the lady kind of iffy. <laughs> well, if they want it, we'll have it. Thursday. What'd you say? I said last month's got canceled. Right. Yeah, I had to. But. <laughs> We had uh, anywhere between 40 and 45 men here last Thursday night. And it was amazing. We dealt with man stuff. Really, it was amazing. But I'm not sure about the ladies. <laughs> they kind of fittified. You know what fittified is? Not, do you know what fittified is? No. 
Do you know what fitty fight is? You're so fitty fight. James, what is fitty fight? <laughs> it's when you're like picky. Yeah, just, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> want that. I want that. <laughs> or you're just moody. You see, you one moment you're happy, right? Next moment you're just moody. And my grandpa used to say, boy, or if it's a lady, most of it be women, but they say, you're so fittified. Go set your fittified stuff down. <laughs> Meaning that you're not stable. You're one way, one minute, and another way. That's a country term, fittified. But anyway, we're so out of time. Thank you for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget the barn building fund. We have a video. Where's the video going up, Hermes? Uh, Tuesday. We're going to put a video up on Tuesday. You know, at least one of the buildings that I went to check out the other day. So go to rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-BARN, all right? I do appreciate it. And don't forget your donations. Um, any announcement, Hermes? Not this week. Not this week. We, the office is not open tomorrow because it's Veteran Day or something. Mm-hmm. Right, Veteran Day. But we are doing the radio show live. It's just the office is not open. I didn't tell Joel we weren't open because he didn't want to stay home and sleep. He, I know, but he loves his sleep. He'll pretend it's for the veteran. <laughs> but we are doing the show tomorrow. You know, I asked James when, uh, I said, James, don't you think it's time you start doing a two-hour show Monday through Friday instead of just Sunday? He's like, I don't know, maybe. Joe was like, yeah, I think you should. <laughs> Because Joel does the engineering for the hate show because he want to sleep in a little later. He was trying to convince Jamie to do and let the Sunday show go. Uh, so what? I know. That boy love his sleep. I don't know if you know this, boo. <laughs> Joel is the kind of guy that have to be in bed by 8 o'clock, no later than 8.30. Oh, you know about it, huh? So even if Joel is on a date and he's like looking at the clock, it's, it's 6.30. <laughs> Are you going to take your dinner home? Because <laughs> that boy has to be in bed no later than 8.30. You know about that, huh? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it, all right? Don't forget your donations. But we will be here for the radio show tomorrow. Thank you. And thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. So we're going to do...